0: What's up, guys? It's Agent 26 of Agent26Beats.com, and welcome back to another episode of the Turning Artists into Entrepreneurs podcast. Thank you again. So happy that you made it and that you're listening. Uh, Another episode. um, Back at it, man. (laughs) You know, I've actually lost count of how many. Uh, I totally could, like, just count up how many I've done, but... Why? <laughs> I was having fun with it, man. I, I'm I'm appreciative that people have been uh, listening and taking something from the show. The whole point is to help you guys out. Uh, if I make you laugh, great, but m- most importantly, just to educate and inform. Uh, I put out a poll recently for, uh, well, more like an Instagram poll, not like a real one, but in my stories, I said, Uh, What would you guys like uh, the next episode to be about? And on one side, I put making music, and the other side, I put marketing and branding. And just so fate would have it, it was 50-50, right down the middle. So uh, (laughs) uh, what I'll do is I'll make uh, today's podcast about making music, and then next week, I'll touch on something I haven't before with marketing and or branding. So it's really difficult to... Make a maybe way I want to say is that you can't really take a scalpel to this kind of thing, it's more of a broadsword issue because everyone has their own process when it comes to making music. Artists write like they want to write, producers, you know, produce how they want to produce. So, well, the things we're going to say are going to be more just kind of blanket things that everyone should be applying versus something that may be a specific. I had to kind of be talking to someone one on one to be like, hey, try this. Um, But with that said, uh, I'm going to split it up between producers and artists. As a music producer myself, there's some things that I know that should be done regardless of your style. So uh, one of the first things I want to talk about is leaving space in your tracks. Uh, One of the mistakes I made early on in my production is I didn't really understand, like I, I I, I knew I wanted things to sound a certain way, but I didn't understand kind of the human ear. And... How we hear things the the way things work um sonically and it's it's a common mistake it's an easy one to make, but uh number one thing is you must leave room in your in your in your songs and your in your tracks because if you are mixing your beats to zero on the in the master chain, what's happening is if an artist tries to lay vocals down on there it's gonna like the compression required is gonna make it so muddy and it's going to create just an ugly you know uh sound it's going to be really bad to the ear and also if there's an engineer working on the track he or she will hate you um it's so hard to fix that um in post uh, like after you know things have been recorded so uh it's, it it's it, i've I've heard different you know um negatives, as far as like, uh, which one to go to, I typically shoot from negative five to negative three decibels. Uh, I've seen some people say negative six, I've seen some people say negative eight, uh, negative eight seems really quiet to me, but you want to leave enough to, you know, for the artist to have room, but also for, you know, uh, for it to still be a loud track. So, um, and some of that can be, you know, achieved with a limiter. some of that can be achieved through using isotope and uh, other plugins and stuff like that. But uh, the idea really being is that you, you want to leave artists, you know, room. Um, <clears throat> uh, which kind of leads to my next thing. Uh, overproduction is another big one. You, you it, it, I think other people have touched on this before, but my take on it is simply this. Imagine you're making a track for an artist who loves to use ad libs. And... Ad-libs typically happen when? They happen in the spaces between the music. So if you don't create pauses with your production, the artist has no way of putting those personality bits in them. I mean, there there are artists today that are extremely popular and their, their ad-libs are just, just as popular as they are. Um, to the point where even if you heard their ad-libs on someone else's track, you know that their verse is coming. So you want to give room. Um, and that's tough because there's a lot of us that are very creative and we want to put our spin on things, you know, well, you know, especially if you make a lot of beats, you know, in a week, you know, it's tough because you want to, you know, like you, if you're making, you know, let's say you're putting up, you know, five to 10 beats a week on, on YouTube or whatever, you're listening to a lot of music. And so the ear will get tired of the same, you know, stuff. So you'll make a new synth or you'll find a new, you know, pad or something. And it may be a little off the wall and so you want to pepper it everywhere. But, you know, I I always advise people to caution because it's, you know, you want an artist to be able to easily come in on it, almost in a sense of like, uh, my favorite kind of analogy is like the uh, high school cafeteria. Like if you're like beatboxing, like with the table or whatever, like you kind of want to leave enough room for people to kind of just jump in and out without losing rhythm. Um, and that tends to lead to the best beats. The, the, the simpler that they are. Um, another thing that uh, I want to touch on is mixing in mono versus stereo. Um, it's, it's, it's a big one. Uh, it's real simple. Just mi- mixing uh, mono and stereo. I, they're, they're confusing for some people, but the way I like to talk about it is basically, if you have a like a nice TV. There's like a mono setting, and that's when you're getting kind of like this narrow field of sound from the t v and then your t v also has a stereo feature in it uh for sound, and it kind of encompasses the room it gives you a wider sound and when you're mixing a track, you want to mix it in mono and I mean, you can mix in stereo and you can get it sort of close if, if you're if you're skilled uh, in mixing, but to keep things as a safe that you know, if you mix it in mono and it sounds good, it's always going to sound good in stereo. If you mix it in stereo, it won't always sound good in mono. So, you know, I, I, I try to make a practice of doing it all the time. It's just, and it's just a discipline thing. It's just about, you know, not being lazy and cutting corners, um, if you can help it. Uh, so just, you know, just being really, really sound fundamentally, I think is um, how I uh crank out a lot of music and try to stay you know current with the sounds I use is just because you yeah you know, if you develop good habits, you know these things you know panning understanding how to you know how wide a snare should be I mean, I've heard beats where the snare is like forty five percent to the right and it's like, Come on man, that's not I got something smacking me in my right ear, you know the entire track it, it's it's uncomfortable you know there's a certain you know ear of vision that we all kind of have when we listen to music and that just comes from listening to 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 hours and hours and hours of music eventually you kind of just get the ear for that so um i want to jump over to artists now and just some things uh there's a lot that i could talk about with artists but just for making music um i kind of have this barometer that i use if i if i'm meeting a new artist and um You know, we're uh, planning to collaborate, you know, so many collaborations fall through, but we're planning to. I'll ask an artist, you know, can you write hooks? And 100% out of 100 will say, yes, I can, I'm amazing, which I I understand the confidence, but most can't. Uh, It's funny because the hook is still the most important part of the song. It's still the thing that matters most in your record. is the thing that's repeated the most uh i would even say the bridge could could also uh, be a close second if not one a because it's the thing that people are going to hear often and if you can you know write things that that stick with people that's really important i think a lot of uh artists that i know personally really really work hard in in making sure the bars are nice and you should i'm not saying that that's not important to a song but you you almost can never remember the hook to any of the songs that artists make that are at a lower level. And I, I always find that funny. I was like, you know, sometimes like I'll, you know, I'll be listening to music and I'm just like, what was that, what was that about? And there's not, there's, there's no memory of it. There's, there's a few quotables, sure. There's like bars that are really, really cool and witty and metaphorical. But what was the song about? You know, if you don't believe me, like, you know, like, like listen to your artist friends, assuming you guys aren't, like, Drake. uh, But listen to them, and you can just hear it. Like, you can just tell. You're like, man, bars are dope. But when the song is over, you're I'm like, say the hook back to me. You can't do it. But if I say something like, like, I know way too many people here right now that I didn't know last year, almost everyone who's listening to this knows what the next line should be, right? It's because, you know hook writing is so critical, you know, even um, even 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 if even, even when they, people sample hooks, like the Anaconda song by Nicki Minaj, it's sampled. you know, my Anaconda don't, like, but it repeats, and it's the part of the song that everyone knows, so, yeah, I encourage people to practice writing their hooks as much as possible, you know, even if you, here's uh, a cool thing that a lot of people don't do, um, not plug in for Stars, but you could sign up for a Stars account, uh, and uh, work with producers, you know, I'm always cranking out beats, and if you can, you know, uh, write write hooks on there for them, that's really uh, it's really helpful, and you guys can, you know, split the money into making money together, and that way you're kind of getting that practice over and over and over again, just working that muscle of writing things that are catchy. You know, people love joking about, like, the Migos, but, I mean, because they repeat stuff, but You'll never you'll never forget what Amigo's hook is. Uh, you never will. They'll ad-lib it to death, and they will repeat whatever they need to repeat to make sure that you know what this song is about. And it's effective because every single song that they make is catchy. So, you know, that's one of the um, songwriting things that I think really, really, you know, help. Uh, also, I would encourage, like, again, it's, you know, find your find your fundamentals, you know, I, so, I, so I hear some people that say, you know, oh, well, I, you know, I get inspiration from doing X, or sometimes I get it from doing Y, you know, and that's fine, I understand that inspiration comes, but, you know, work to have a process, in my opinion, I, I, I don't, I'm not one of these people that believe that creativity is this kind of, like, whimsical thing that finds you, I think it comes from discipline and structure, and I think creativity comes from that, you know, so if you can get like, let's say, let's say like, you know, you're, you're, you're writing songs and like you make, you dedicate an hour, you know, a day to writing, to write, like maybe like nine to five and like from 12 to one, you're going to write music. I'm just making that up. <laughs> if you do that, great. But from 12 to one, you're going to write, you're going to write music. And I think if you set that time every day to do this thing the the mastery of that time that the 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 habit will create the creativity you'll get to a point to where you know it's time to do this like oh like a weekend it's going to feel weird you're going to have many days where nothing comes but once it's become muscle memory that this is what you're going to do at this time of day for this long the brain will figure it out you have to you have to provide the problem for the brain to figure it out because there are many people who just can't put out content fast enough. And I think a very valuable tool is to be able to, you know, force yourself to sit there and force your brain to work the problem out. You know, um, I I think when I started, I was definitely making a lot fewer, you know, beats just because the inspiration wasn't there. I was kind of making them when I felt it. And now I make music like it's a job because it's, you know, I assume if the guy working construction, I'm sure he doesn't feel inspired to construct every day. So, but when he gets there, you know, he, his brain, you know, figures it out. It gets him through through a shift. And so I, I don't think I, I, this job is any different um, from that as far as the production side of it. So um, those are the things that I think I, I would try. Let me know if this stuff works for you guys. Just wanted to drop a quick episode Um, and I hope this one was valuable for you guys. Um, as always, if, um, you have any suggestions or comments or questions, or if you want to vote in the uh, next little poll that I do, um, follow me on all social medias at agent26official. And, um, I'll see you guys on the next one. Peace.